Welcome to the Weight Solutions for Physicians podcast, the podcast that helps you find solutions for your weight concerns that will last a lifetime. You've got this. This podcast contains general educational information on weight loss for physicians. I am not providing medical advice and listening to this podcast does not create a physician-patient relationship. This podcast does not replace the need for consultation with a licensed professional and no information should be relied upon unless you have obtained specific advice or treatment from myself or another physician. Please review the terms and conditions located at www.weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca before continuing. Welcome to episode 117 of the Weight Solutions for Physicians podcast. I'm your host, Siobhan Key. Thanks for joining me. All right, it is the beginning of February. January is gone. New Year's is but a memory. And I know that this is the time of the year that maybe you were starting to struggle. Maybe you made plans in the new year about what you wanted to do, and now things are starting to feel tough and might not be going the way you want them to. So that is why we are talking about today's topic, which is simply begin again. I'm going to talk to you about how to manage it when you are struggling and what to do about it so that you can get yourself back on track and headed towards your goals. But before we get into that, if you are enjoying this podcast, I have a fantastic free resource for you. It's called My Powerful Weight Loss Beliefs. It applies to this topic because if you use these beliefs and if you practice them on a regular basis, honestly, every aspect of losing weight gets easier. You can access this free resource by just heading over to my website, weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca. It's right there on the front page. All you have to do is click and it'll get delivered right to your inbox. All right. I want to tell you a bit of a story before we get into today's topic. I was out for a cross-country ski today and it had me thinking about some different aspects about that particular ski and weight loss journeys. And I thought I'd share them at the beginning of this podcast. So we are very fortunate in the city that I live in that we have fantastic cross-country ski facilities, that there's lots of trails and they're very well maintained. And now as of this week, we finally have good quality snow. It's been a weird winter where we've had far less snow than what we normally do. But our cross-country ski facility, the Caledonia Nordic Ski Club, has started a program or like a race series in COVID called the Tour de Caledonia, where every week there's a different trail marked out, so a different route that you have to do and then record your time. So you do it on your own. So it's all social distance. I'm really enjoying it because it gives you something to focus on. And these routes are not the routes I would normally do when I just head out for a quick ski. They're taking me places that I don't always get to when I'm skiing, or sometimes I don't choose to. (laughs) And they'll tell you why from today's ski. But I think it's a really cool thing. And I'm really excited to, you know, each week find out what the new route is, plan when I'm going to get it done. And my husband's doing it too. So we talk about it, make sure we get it done. So anyways, today I had some time this afternoon before the kids came home and I thought, okay, I'll go get a ski done. I hadn't skied for a few days because I'd had a cold and it was snowing. It was beautiful. So I headed out for the ski. But the route today or this week is really hilly and it starts just like uphill. And it was, I have to tell you, it was a slog today. The conditions were a little bit harder just because it was softer snow. And I skate skiing for anybody who cross-country skis out there. But also, like, I'm just getting over a cold. So my chest was kind of tight. I was winded more than usual. 
And heading up those hills, it was like one of those ones where I knew there was a hill right out of the gate, got myself prepared for that, did it. But then at other times you turn a corner and there's another hill that you're heading up. And there were seriously times where I'm like, maybe I'll just skip it and do it another day and just stop. And I want to relate that to your weight loss journey, because how often as you're trying to figure this out. And I today when I was coaching, I coached some of my clients about this directly of that feeling of like, maybe none of it's working. Maybe I'm not going to be able to do it. And maybe I should just stop. And it's so common that we have that. And what I noticed in myself with this cross-country ski route that I think relates to your weight loss is I considered stopping. But what made me keep going was two things. One is I had a why that mattered to me. So my why, why I didn't stop partway through this route is I want to get all the routes and I want to finish all 12 of them so I get my medal and my (laughs) t-shirt. And that may seem minor, but it's something I'm working on that I'm excited about. And so it was enough that I knew I can't stop or else I won't get that medal and a t-shirt in 12 weeks. So knowing why you want to do it, even if it seems minor, but if it makes you excited, that works for weight loss. That'll get you through and have you keep working on when you hit those rough patches, where you hit those obstacles. Because guess what? The obstacles in weight loss aren't unexpected. They're not that you're doing it wrong. They're 100% expected. If you are working on long-term weight loss, you are going to encounter obstacles. You are going to have times where you stop losing weight or you regain a little bit of weight and you have to figure it out. That's just part of the process. It doesn't mean anything about you. It doesn't mean that you're doing it wrong or that you're missing some skill. It's just that's part of the process. And it's really where the growth and the learning actually happens is when you hit those tough patches. When you hit that big hill and you have to decide, do I turn around and go down and just stop or do I dig in and I keep going and I trust myself that I'm going to get up to the top, even though I haven't done this particular route before. That's important. When you're working on a really big goal, you don't always know how you're going to get it done. You don't know all the steps that it's going to take, but there needs to be that element of knowing why you're doing it and trusting that you will get it done. The other piece that I was thinking about with this cross-country ski route today that totally relates is, you know, at one point, like I'm not a particularly good cross-country skier. I'm working on it, but I'm really not that good. It's particularly skate skiing. And so at one point, I never would have attempted these hills or partway up, I would have been like, this is crazy. I don't know what I'm doing. And I would have turned around or I would have started worrying if I went up too high that I was going to have to come down and that would stress me out. And What's changed now is not that I have a ton more experience because honestly, in the past years, I haven't skied very much. What's changed is how I think about it. So as I was climbing those big hills and it was physically tough and I wasn't feeling my best physically, if I also had been thinking thoughts that I'm just not very good at skiing, I'm kind of bad at the skate skiing thing, which is what I used to think about my skiing, I would have been far more likely to just stop and turn around. Whereas now when I'm climbing that hill, I have thoughts that are a bit different. They're more like, I just have to keep going. I can take a few breaks and catch my breath and then I'll just keep going. And at some point the hill ends, I think is what I was thinking today. But what you think about when you encounter obstacles in your weight loss journey matters. 
You can choose thoughts about how you're no good at losing weight and how you always fail and how it's always hard for you. You can choose to think those thoughts, but are they going to help you get over those obstacles, get through those rough patches that you hit? Probably not. Or you can choose to think something that's more empowering about yourself. We were discussing this in my Stress Eating SOS program this week with the group and talking about the identities, thoughts, those beliefs we have about ourselves in losing weight. And so often we hold on to these thoughts that if you were climbing a hill, if you put yourself climbing a hill with your weight loss, they're not going to help you get up that hill. They are going to make you want to quit. And so how can we actually think and choose thoughts deliberately that help you get up that hill, help you just, even when it's hard, even when it feels like you're flailing around like I did today at times, it helps you, you have thoughts that help you just keep going. For me, one of those thoughts has always been, I'm just going to figure this out. That's been really powerful in the years that I was working on my weight loss. And I think I came up with that thought even before I knew all the coaching stuff that I know now. Because I needed to find a way to frame it when I was still struggling and still, you know, feeling like I was working hard on it, but still ending up in the drive-thru. I had to think, you know what, I'm just going to keep figuring this out. I might not have it yet, but I'm going to keep figuring it out. So that's my cross-country ski analogy. (laughs) I hope it's helpful. It's what I was using to distract myself (laughs) instead of dying as I was going up those hills and wondering when the heck this route was going to be done. I also felt totally lost up there because I hadn't looked at the route in advance. So I was like, where am I? (laughs) When does this finish? Also, you might feel that sometimes in your own weight loss journey. Anyway, so think of that. Think of both. Number one, the hills are expected in your weight loss journey. They are not a surprise. They will come. Even if you're in a patch where it feels super easy and everything's going smoothly, fantastic, enjoy it. But recognize that when the hills come, nothing went wrong. It's just that they're part of the journey. Number two is what you think when you hit those hills matters. What you think about yourself and your ability to get over those hills matters. And you can choose to think thoughts that make it harder, make you feel worse, or you can choose to choose new thoughts that actually make you feel better, make you feel fired up to get up that hill. I think if I was feeling physically better, I probably could have come up with a better thought that might have gotten me up faster, but that wasn't my day. So choosing a thought that just kept me going was what worked today. And then knowing your why, knowing why are you going up that hill? Why does it matter? Why is it worth it for you to go through that discomfort of figuring out how to get up that hill? When maybe you don't know what's going to be on the other side, you may turn a corner like I did today and see yet another hill. And again, nothing's gone wrong. It's just that's the journey that you're on. But knowing why you're doing it, why it's worth it for you to get up those hills and keep going even when you turn a corner and there's another one and you're already tired. That matters. Okay, so in relation to all that, we're talking today about just begin again. Simply begin again. And the reason why I chose this topic, like I said, was, you know, we've been through New Year's season. A lot of people make some form of resolution. If you listen to the podcast episodes about the New Year's, I usually encourage you to Make goals for yourself, but really focus on the intention behind the goal, where it's coming from, and try and let it come from a very positive place for yourself, which is great. But the reality is, what often happens at New Year's is we get a little fired up because it's a new year. It feels fresh. It feels new. The holidays are over. You can kind of move on from all that. And then we 
set ideas about what we want to do for ourselves, for our health, and maybe other non-health-related goals, and we start January. And then at some point in January, life sets back in, and it doesn't feel as fresh, and it doesn't feel as easy. And maybe you start to have some stumbles. Maybe if we're using the example of like you're trying to eat really healthy and lose some weight, maybe you find some old habits creeping back in. You end up eating some food that you hadn't planned on eating. What do you do then? What you do in those moments matters far more than how you get going again. So we often think, okay, I just need to know how or I just need willpower so I get back to my diet would be the classic thing we talk about. There's a lot of things I don't like about that statement and we can talk about that. But we think when we feel like we've lost control, we focus on the actions that we need to take to get going again. What I want to tell you today is that, yeah, that's one piece, but I don't think you have to spend a ton of energy on it because the actions you need to take, you've probably already been doing them to some extent. And like the title of this podcast says, all you really need to do is simply begin again. You just have to get up, brush yourself off, go back to what you had planned at the beginning of January and just start taking those actions again. Now, the question arises is why does that feel so hard? Why does it feel like once you've stumbled, maybe fallen down, maybe you feel like you rolled down the hill a few times, why does it feel so hard to just stand up and begin again? And that's the important piece. That's what happens in that time frame between when you've eaten something you didn't plan and when you're contemplating getting yourself back on track. What matters there is what you make it mean, 100%. If you eat something, so say if you struggle with binge eating, or if you just had an episode where you, for whatever reason, ate a bunch of stuff you don't normally eat. Maybe you ate to the point of feeling really physically full. Maybe you did that one day, and then eating kept happening for days after. What makes it difficult to just get back on track, get back to your normal way of eating, and I use normal way of eating, meaning the healthy way of eating that you want to eat for the rest of your life, what gets in the way is what we make that eating mean. The thoughts that we use after we've eaten something that we didn't plan, or if we feel we shouldn't have, if we're thinking of food as being good or bad, the thoughts that we use about that eating are directly what make it hard to just turn around and get back to your normal. We make it mean stuff beyond just simply being a food choice. We make it mean stuff about ourselves, about our long-term goals and whether we're going to be successful at them. Sometimes our brains, if you watch them, can make one food choice mean huge things in our life. It just goes with it and snowballs and suddenly that food choice means we're never ever going to be successful and we're failing in other areas of our life and it just keeps snowballing from one food choice. And what I want you to take away from this episode is it has nothing to do with the food choice. It has nothing to do with the food choices that you want to make when you're eating healthy, what you're aiming for, for yourself. All it has to do is with a bunch of brain drama. It's simply thoughts that your brain is so used to thinking that they happen automatically, that they just come up immediately after you've eaten something, and they just go. It's like if somebody hit play on a tape recorder for you. (laughs) 
And it's one of those fancy pantsy tape recorders where it automatically flips the tape so you don't even run out. And it just keeps going. It's those thoughts that make it hard to get back on track. So think of this, how easy that is. Now, you may feel like if you've dealt with this and you've struggled with these for a lot of years, that maybe it's not easy. But if all you have to do to get yourself just to simply begin again is stop being mean to yourself, well, that's pretty fantastic, isn't it? We're so used to thinking that to get back on track, we have to be extra careful. We have to restrict more. We have to be tougher on ourselves, get more willpower, really uh, button down and go for it. And yet, what if all we have to do is not make those food choices that we've already made mean more than that they were simply food choices? If we let them be that as an adult, you made a choice to eat something, You may not always choose to eat that food, but if you don't let your brain add in the drama of it making it mean that you're out of control, that would be a really common one, that you're not going to be successful, that you never should have eaten it, that you're bad to eat it. All those things that our brain adds in are thoughts, and they're just drama. They're brain-created drama. They are not necessarily true. You can decide to believe them if you want. This is how thoughts work is just because we have a thought, it does not mean it's true. We get to choose if we want to believe it and engage with it. So these thoughts have been running in the background of your mind on kind of autoplay for quite some time. And you probably haven't actually decided if you want to believe these thoughts. It feels like you don't have a choice but to believe them. But that's what I want you to take away from today is you get to choose. When those thoughts show up, you can decide, maybe you want to believe them. But if you do, I would ask you, why? In what way are those thoughts serving you? What are they offering to you in your life that is beneficial where you would want to keep those thoughts? If you decide you don't want to keep those thoughts, then you can simply choose to not engage with them. It really is that simple in that when they come up, you decide, I just don't engage with you, and you think a thought that lets you feel more neutral, more empowered about your food choices, something like, I really like the thought of, that's just a choice, I just made a choice. You don't let your brain tell you that choice means anything about you. Sometimes it tries to do that, but it was simply a choice. You can make a choice. Sometimes you make a choice to eat a salad. Sometimes you make a choice to eat, you know, meat and a vegetable or some other entree. Sometimes you make a choice to eat food that you don't normally eat. They're all the same. They're just choices. Now, the one argument that a lot of people have when we talk about this, about not beating yourself up after you eat something, is that, okay, if I don't beat myself up after I eat something, I'm going to be too permissive. So it's like this black and white thinking of, if I don't beat myself up, then I therefore am giving myself permission to eat everything and anything. And they picture themselves completely going off the rails and going more and more out of control. And that's generally just not true. Generally, that black and white thinking about that and that imagery that you might become permissive and really run into trouble is again born of those thoughts that that eating meant you were out of control. If you truly work on believing that that eating was simply a choice, you don't really have to worry about being too permissive because you can decide what your choices are. That's why I like that thought of I made a choice to eat that because inherently it means you were in control. And that's true. 
And I honestly think that is a better place to think about and believe about food choices than when we tell ourselves we're out of control or we had no choice because of X, Y, or Z. Owning your own power in every opportunity that you get is always good. It feels better to own your own power than to think what you eat is outside of your control and outside of your own power. So the permissiveness, I don't think, is a thing you need to actually worry about. I think, you know, you decide to not gang up on yourself about your food choices. You decide to label them as choices, no matter what they were, how much they were. There's no threshold where you can no longer label it as a choice. There's no threshold that means, oh, you need to beat yourself up if you eat beyond this threshold. It's all the same. They're all just choices, and there is never a level where it's helpful to beat yourself up. So no matter what you eat, you work on labeling it as a choice. You don't engage with the negative thinking. And then you simply begin again. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. That's another kind of thought air we get into when we've planned a goal and we run into difficulties. We think, okay, it must be that the plan was wrong. But it's just you ran into one of those obstacles. You hit one of those hills I was talking about. They were expected. It doesn't mean you were doing it wrong. It just means you hit an expected hill. You just have to get over the hill and get back to what you were doing. So you simply begin again. You just restart what you're doing. Now, you, you know, it's okay to problem solve and compassionately and curiously look at what you're doing and decide if it truly is helpful. However, I would suggest that maybe the time and place to do that isn't when you're struggling because I think the lens that we look at it with is going to be overly critical about what you've been eating and how restrictive you think you need to be to be successful. We tend to really swing from when we feel that we've been out of control with eating, we really swing the other side and feel we need to be extra careful. And so if you're deciding if the way you were eating was working and if it's going to be a good fit in your life, at the point where you're feeling out of control, you most likely are going to look at it with a bit of an overly restrictive lens. It may be better to just get yourself back to the normal way of eating, the way of eating that you think is healthy for yourself, that you're happy with, you feel like you could eat for the rest of your life. Because that's always a goal, right? Like if you're losing weight long term, the way you eat to lose weight is going to have to be the way you eat to maintain that weight loss. So you get yourself back to your normal. And then once you're at your normal and you're feeling kind of in control with that normal way of eating then it's probably a better place to look at it and decide if you want to tweak it, if there's some changes that you want to make. But again, anytime you're making changes, you need to be aware that however you eat to lose the weight, you need to eat pretty similarly that like that to maintain the weight loss. And so huge, big swings and big extra restriction that you think you can get through with willpower may work short term. It's probably not going to work long term for you. Anytime you're sticking to your plans, struggling and finding it difficult and exerting a ton of energy, that only works short term. Okay, so you just simply begin again. Go back to what you think is a reasonable, normal way of eating. Don't make the obstacle that you've encountered mean anything more than it was an expected hell and that there probably will be other ones. Let it just be that you made some choices that you don't normally make, and now you're simply beginning again and move forward from that. And let me know how much easier that feels for you. If you can let go of all that extra brain-created drama that's getting in the way of you just getting back on track. 
And this is, I've talked about this in other episodes where we've talked about getting back on track, but this is such an important skill. We all get very focused on how do I lose weight? What do I need to do to lose weight? But if we're talking about long-term weight loss, this skill of learning how to just let whatever's happened happen, let it go, and then simply begin again, just come back to your normal, get back on your normal, focus on being consistent with that. That skill is so important with long-term weight loss. And it's that skill that we usually don't have when we're thinking about being on a diet, on or off a diet, because we're so black and white that if you're on the diet, that means you're being perfect and careful. And as soon as you're off the diet, you've totally messed up. This is a different way of thinking about it. And this is a way of thinking that I think is far more consistent and helpful when you're working on long-term weight loss, when you want to do this for the last time and you want to just stop always having this lose weight or get back on a diet on your to-do list. It needs to be a different approach. It's not that you need to figure out how to never stumble. That's not realistic. You need to learn the skill of simply beginning again after you've stumbled. All right, let me know how this goes for you. Send me an email at info at weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca. I'd love to hear. If you're struggling right now and you're going to try just simply beginning again, and I purposely put that word simply in there because let it be simple doesn't have to be complicated. Simply begin again. Try that thought on. Let me know how it goes. I'd love to hear. Send you an email back if you email me. Make sure you check out the Powerful Weight Loss Beliefs. Like I said, it's on the main page of the website at weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca. There's also some other resources on that website that are all for free that you can download. So check them all out. Thank you so much for listening. We will talk to you later. Have a fantastic day. 